Right, guys, welcome back. Uh, it's 2019, and we've got the first podcast of the year ready to go out to uh, all of you, giving you, as per usual, all of that stuff about New Plymouth Real Estate uh, that, well, so far people have been pretty interested in hearing. So what we're going to have a look at today, going to have a little look at a uh, couple of topics, going to talk about New Plymouth and what's happened in New Plymouth uh, over the month of uh, late November and into December as far as property goes. Have a little bit of a chat about what's happening on a national scale as far as property news and we're going to finish things off today by having a little bit of a chat about the Anti-Money Laundering Act which has come into play on the 1st of January 2019 and in particular how as a potential seller of a property in 2019 what it is that you you need to know and what you have to do to be able to be prepared for it and uh, ensure that things run smoothly despite this new piece of legislation. So first things first, hopefully all of you have had a fantastic uh, Christmas break and spent a lot of time with your families. Uh, my family and I had a fantastic couple of weeks, uh, a couple of weeks that I took off from uh, working in the real estate industry. Um, we could spend a bit of time together uh, for Christmas, and I don't know if you can hear outside, but the kids are currently in the pool that we always set up at this time of the year, uh, enjoying the well summery type days that we've had here. There always seems to be a bit of a wind around, uh, but we've still been able to have a lot of fun time together, uh, enjoying this uh, fantastic region of New Zealand that we live in. So talking about the uh, fantastic region of New Plymouth, I uh, jumped onto the REINZ statistics profile page today to have a little bit of a look at what is happening in New Plymouth City. Uh, and New Plymouth over the last month or so, or the New Plymouth City ward, uh, 24 days to sell a property, so pretty low. It's down and seems to be moving pretty quickly with 103 sales uh, over the last 30 days. It's probably not exactly the last 30 days. We're probably more talking like 45 or 50. Median price dropped down a little bit to uh, 406, uh, 406,000 in that time with a lowest purchase of 125,000 and 1.6 million as the uh, maximum or highest sale price that occurred over that time. 46 million in total sales in the New Plymouth area. Uh, as per usual, three-bedroom homes seem to be uh, a pretty popular purchase for people here. Uh, in New Plymouth, 47 of the 103 homes were of the three-bedroom variety. This was followed up by two-bedroom homes with 22, four-bedroom homes with 20, uh, one-bedroom homes three, and five-plus-bedroom homes had four sales in the last month or so. So the 103 sales is probably the most interesting thing there, showing that the market here in New Plymouth is still pretty buoyant. There are people out and about looking to uh, purchase, despite the fact that it's getting into the uh, end of the year. So if you are looking at uh, getting your property on the market, there is still plenty of action. I've personally got two new listings coming up and plenty of interest in those already uh, early in January, and I'm sure we're going to have plenty of more of those coming up uh, fairly shortly. Uh, talking about property news on a little bit more of a wider scale, uh, obviously most people and most of the things that people are talking about when it comes to property uh, is the advent of this new AML, anti-money laundering, which we're going to go into in a little bit. One fairly interesting uh, statistic that was revealed uh, by a certain website called Property Noise uh, was what the general public feel about what's going to happen with the property market here in New Zealand over the next or over 2019 uh, and basically with the amount of votes of people that have put things in so far, 62% of people feel though the 
the market is going to start going on a bit of a downward trend. Uh, so that seems to be pretty popular. It'll be interesting to see if most of those people are coming from Auckland uh, because from my, uh, from what I've seen to do with the market here in New Plymouth, things seem to be holding pretty steady uh, and investing and buying property in our wonderful little town here in Taranaki uh, seems to be a pretty safe bet at the moment. Um, other than that, there's not too much kind of national news that I thought was uh, worthy of sharing for people uh, on today's podcast. So let's take a bit of a dive, a little bit of a break first, but let's uh, have a little bit of a dive into this AML stuff and have a look about what it's all, all to do with. Righty guys, so the real focus of today's podcast was uh, to talk to you a little bit about the AML or Anti-Money Laundering Act which has come into play here in New Zealand um, on the 1st of January 2019. Um, now this is something that has been in place for lawyers in the legal profession for a little bit of time but as of the 1st of January came into effect that it also was going to uh, need to occur for real estate uh, and real estate transactions. Now reasons this has come in is that previously real estate has been known, and this is a, a direct quote actually from my manager, uh, real estate has been a known vehicle for money laundering and other wicked financial behaviour. Uh, so basically a way of being able to uh, clean up money, hold it in an asset, um, sell it off, have that money back looking fairly clear to then reinvest into whatever people want to do with their cr uh, criminal activity. Um, and because of that type of thing, here in New Zealand, uh, we have decided to jump in with an international community um, of people that are attempting to lessen the effect of this criminal activity. Uh, and what that requires us to be able to do now, or have to do now, is that there is going to be a requirement to obtain a lot more information about a seller before you can list your property for sale. Now, this type of information that I'm talking about is not anything that would be seen as being too private um, or anything that should upset you in any way. Uh, what is a requirement now for real estate salespeople to do a real estate transaction is that they need to uh, have been able to got two forms of identification of you. Now, for a lot of you in other areas, banking, legal stuff, this has been quite normal practice, uh, but we're now needing to uh, get off you two forms of identification, one of which is uh, something that matches you up with your face and your name to the title of the property that you are selling, and uh, secondly, proof that you actually do live in that property that you are selling, uh, or you have some form of... Uh, if you're an investor, uh, some form of evidence that that investment property does, uh, in fact, belong to you. So what does that mean for you guys if you are looking to list your property in 2019? Well, it just means that you're going to have to be a little bit more prepared before you ask a real estate salesperson to come in and list your home. Uh, whereas in the past, the process used to be that you'd make a decision as a family to sell your home. Uh, you'd call up a few real estate salespeople, they would come through, possibly uh, meet with you, maybe give you a market appraisal, something similar. You'd make a decision about who you would like to work with, and then you would sign up that listing agreement with that particular agent. Uh, there'd be a sign outside your house, uh, your property would be on a website, and it would then be for sale. Now, to a degree, that's going to be exactly the same as the way that the process is going to work for 2019. The difference is that in order to have your property listed, you are going to have to have um, these ID things ready and sorted because your 
real estate salesperson will not be able to list your property without them. So what are we talking about here? Well, these are all officially come through with the legislation as to what the uh, what the government agency or the government legislation requires, uh, and that is in the first instance a passport. Um, so with this AML stuff and with using identification, it's a requirement that someone has a passport. So you are going to need to have a passport, and I know some of you are saying already, well, I don't have a passport, I don't travel overseas, but... Stick with me because we'll come back to that in a second. Uh, and you're also going to need to have a rates bill and or utilities bill that clearly says your name and clearly says the address of the property that you are wanting to sell. So if you're wanting to get your property up on the market, probably before you even uh, get yourself some real estate salespeople to come in and have a look at your house, make sure that you've got those identification things ready to go. Um, if you don't have a passport, which I know some people don't, because to be honest, currently I don't have one either. Uh, it's been a while since I've done my OE days and I'm well and truly uh, knuckled down into life as a family man with three kids. Uh, but if you are in that situation similar to me where you don't have a passport and you're not seeing a need to get a passport in the next little while, uh, the second option you can go for is an original birth certificate. Uh, and a driver's license. Now, those two pieces of identification need to be done together. Uh, obviously, on your official birth certificate, there is no photo. So to match up with the birth certificate, you also need to have a driver's license uh, there as well. So those are your two types of identification that you need to be able to give to. Um, your real estate salesperson. Now, with this, some of you who have already dealt in the legal profession or maybe even through banks would have already come through this already. Uh, so it's one of these things where at the start, it's maybe going to be a little bit of an annoyance for people as we get used to the way that things go. But it's very quickly going to be the norm that if you're going to be doing any transaction that's going to be with a large sum of money, uh, you are going to have to be able to give these forms of identification. So to be proactive with it, it's probably a good idea to have these things sorted out regardless of if you're thinking of uh, getting your home on the property uh, getting sorry not your home on the property your property on the market this year next year five years time you need to make sure that you're going to have those things there now there are some really really strict um Penalty, penalties for salespeople and agencies for not doing this. Uh, fines up to $600,000 for individual salespeople, yikes, and up to $2 million for the agency plus the chance of a prison sentence. So it is a very, very strict law, and all real estate salespeople throughout New Plymouth are going to be working very hard to make sure that uh, they are meeting the requirements of this. Um, so at this stage, one thing to keep in mind, uh, if you do have some real estate salespeople through your house, uh, let's say you get me in to come and have a look at your property and give you an idea of how much it's going to be worth or what I can do uh, with you through Tall Poppy Real Estate. Uh, if I talk to you about AML and you think to yourself, well, I asked another agency to come through and they didn't mention it, uh, it's not a case of only Tall Poppy is doing the Anti-Money Laundering and uh, Countering Financing Terrorism Act 2009. It is every single agency in town. So if it's not mentioned to you, it will be mentioned to you when you put your home on the market. So again, it pays to be really proactive and really prepared for this so that when you get to the stage of listing your home, None of this has to be a problem at all. It'll be very, very straightforward. 
uh, and your home will go on to the market quick smart. Now, uh, as with everything to do with real estate, if you do want any more information about this, probably in the first instance, a really good person to have a chat to would be your legal advisor if you have one. Um, but you're also more than welcome to uh, call someone like me, a real estate salesperson, or have a chat to a manager of a real estate company as well. So you can get a really good grasp about what this is uh, and how this all works. Now, the last piece of information that's really important is that absolutely any information that's um, collected off you uh, for this particular identification uh, need for the AML CTF Act uh, is treated with absolute professional care, absolute confidentiality, and is really only used for this uh, transaction. So it's not shared around to other uh, agencies that may have something to do with home sales. So it's not going to be sent off to banks. It's not going to be sent off to marketing companies. It's purely between you and the agency that you sign an agreement with. So that's a real quick rundown of AML. Uh, it is going to shake up the real estate industry just a little bit over the next uh, couple of months or so, particularly as salespeople get used to it. Um, so if you are looking at putting your home on the market and uh, you're wanting to have me come through and do that for you, uh, just be prepared for exercising a little bit of patience as uh all of us, all salespeople here in New Plymouth are trying to get our heads around exactly how this works, uh, but it is the way that things are going to go from now on, and uh, as I've said a couple of times already, in this case, it really pays to be proactive, be prepared, so that then you can uh, get your home on the market as quickly as you'd like, so it matches up with exactly what you're wanting to do and your thoughts and plans for the future, uh, and we can make sure that everything runs absolutely smoothly for you. Right, guys, so that's the end of the very first podcast for 2019. Some pretty heavy stuff today about AML, uh, but it is an important thing to have a chat about, an important thing for you to uh, maybe do some investigation into yourselves. Um, so thank you for tuning in today. Going to finish off today's podcast with a little bit of a question for you, a little bit of a giveaway as well for a uh, cup of coffee. Uh, it is open, unfortunately, just to New Plymouth residents this time. So if you do live in this wonderful city, New Plymouth, uh, you can certainly enter it. So what you need to do is answer the question that I'm about to uh, ask you on the podcast. Go to my Instagram page, Ryan McFadgen, or at Ryan McFadgen, R-Y-A-N-M-C-F-A-D-Y-E-N, tall poppy NP, all is one word, as uh, usernames have to be on Instagram. And uh, give me a direct message. Give the page a uh, follow as well while you're there, or the page, or the, uh, what do you call it on Instagram? Give my profile a like while you're there. Um, and check out the stories as well, because uh, I try and put up plenty of stories on that page also. Uh, and send me a message with the answer to today's question. So it's 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 mildly easy, probably pretty easy to find the answer to on the internet, but that's not the point of it. It's a little bit of interaction. So today's question is, what do does the acronym LIM stand for? L-I-M. So if you're buying a house and uh, you are looking at getting a LIM report, what do the letters L-I-M stand for? For. So find out what it is, send me a direct message on Instagram and uh, next week I'll announce the person who's won that particular prize and we'll jack up to uh, go out for a uh, free coffee for you and uh, maybe chat a little bit about real estate as well. Anyway guys, thank you again for tuning in today. Looking forward to uh, talking to you all again sometime next week.